Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. You're listening to KYMN 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and streaming online at KimRadio.net. It's time for the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. It's the show that covers America's pastime through the eyes of the people who love it the most. From journalists to broadcasters, and of course, the athletes that play the game, we will have all your bases covered. Here's your host, Colin Landsteiner. Good afternoon, Norfield. My name is Colin, and this is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Last week, we had Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network on the program. We talked about the emergence of Byron Buxton as an absolute superstar, uh, the bullpen, and much more. But today, we'll listen back to part two of my conversation with Corey. Before we get to that, though, we go from the voice of the Twins to the voice of the Saints, the St. Paul Saints, Sean Aronson. Sean gave us a quick review of what was certainly one of the craziest off-seasons in St. Paul Saints history. The Saints now being the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Our guest, Sean Aronson from the St. Paul Saints. Sean is the Vice President, Director of Broadcasting and Media Relations, and broadcasts all the St. Paul Saints games. Uh, Sean, hey, thanks for joining us today. Colin, uh, excited to join you, uh, excited for our season to get started, and it's it's just around the corner. I know, it's crazy. That winter, it flies by fast, but it's time for some Saints baseball, and it's going to be a very different year this year, Sean. Of course, crazy, you guys are now making the move to AAA baseball, and why don't you walk us through that big change this year? Yeah, obviously the news came out uh, in December, and uh, we've just been getting ready for for a AAA season ever since. And look, there are uh, a multitude of reasons why this is a positive, but uh, you know, the, the biggest being that now there is this this partnership, this affiliation between uh, the two baseball teams in town, the, the Twins and the Saints, uh, and fans are going to be able to see the, the Twins of tomorrow here. At CHS Field, while at the same time enjoying the the entertainment, uh, the fun uh, that we've been bringing to them for the last 28 years. Sean, I'm really excited about it, honestly. It's just going to be so awesome to see these players on the AAA team for Minnesota play with you guys in St. Paul and watch that maturity as they move up to the bigs. It's just, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, it is, and and again, you're going to get a cross section of fan out at Saints games for the first time, really ever. Uh, you're going to get the fan that comes out here because you know they want to bring the family, they want to be entertained, they want to laugh, they want to have a good time. But now you're going to get that diehard baseball fan that recognizes the names of these players because they are Twins fans and they've been either following these players as they've moved through the minor league system or because they played for the Twins, uh, you know, in, in games this year or, or over the last, you know, couple of years. And so they'll recognize the names, and you're going to get people that are more emotionally invested in these players than they've ever been before. And, and so it's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch the cross-section of fan that, that comes out to games. And, Sean, let's let's talk about the change for you, too. I mean, I'm sure this has changed your role quite a bit as well. Uh, you know, I, I've been telling people, look, baseball is, is baseball. It doesn't matter the level. doesn't matter if it's independent ball, 
AAA, major leagues. You know, the game of baseball is is still played between the white lines. And so when it comes to the broadcasting side of things, it's it's going to change very little. I think the the biggest thing that it will change on that front will be working in more of the analytics side of things, uh, in which I hope to have, and, and it, it appears as I will have, those sort of numbers at my fingertips. Uh, the, the Twins uh, have been great to work with on that front. Obviously, they're, they're an organization that values analytics, as do most of the teams in the major leagues. And so my my job is almost to uh, be a sounding board for what they're going to try and do at the at the big league level. Uh, you know, just here at the AAA level. So on the broadcasting side, I, I tell you, it's probably not going to change very much, right? You still have players, you're still throwing the ball and hitting the ball and catching the ball, and and these these guys all have stories. And uh, my job is to tell what tell you know tell the listener and the viewer what those stories are. Uh, you know, where where it changes a little bit is now you are working hand in hand with the Twins on the players that they provide you, whereas before. You know, our manager, our field manager, George Samus, went out and signed the players, and, and those were the guys that were here. You didn't have a, a farm system you worked with. You didn't have a major league parent club to work with. And so, so that's probably the biggest change is is working with, uh, you know, the Twins and their staff, um, their minor league coordinators uh, on, on who the guys are that are going to be on your roster. And it's going to be a roster that will change over uh, a little bit more than what, you know, people were used to. Uh, you know, as an independent ball club, because guys are going to get called up to the major leagues. Guys are going to be sent down. Uh, guys will come here on a rehab assignment. Uh, so that that's going to be pretty interesting to watch the flow of players come in and out of CHS Field. And Sean, I'm sure there's some guys, yeah, or you know, a lot of guys that you've seen for years play in a Saints uniform that you won't see anymore, and that's kind of sad too. Yeah, look, I, I've told people this as well. If there were a hundred things that were a part of this this affiliation 99 of them were positive and and there was one glowing negative and the one glowing negative is uh number 1 our our longtime manager 18 years here George Samus uh who won a championship here in in 2004 and then again in 2019 uh is is no longer the manager right the the, the twins organization brings in their manager and their coaching staff and, and Toby Garden hires the manager of the St. Paul Saints now and from all interactions I've had with him just a, a superb guy uh but but George was around here for 18 years George Samus is family and there's there's no two ways about it um as a matter of fact he's he's in our office today um uh he actually works for the organization and will work for the organization in the off season of the baseball uh, baseball season, he will be managing in, in Kane County uh, with a, a new team in the American Association. Kane County used to be an affiliate, um, a, a, a you know minor league affiliate. They're now an independent ball club that basically takes our spot in the American Association, and George is going to manage that team. But he'll come back in the off season. Um, and then uh, you know, in addition, our coaching staff, uh, Oli Sheldon, Kerry Leitenberg, are, are hitting and pitching coaches. They're actually going to join him in Kane County, so they're not going to be here. Um, and then, as you mentioned, the, the players. Uh, you know, the, the positive for the players is nobody's out of a job. All of the guys that played for us last year that were still under contract were either traded to other teams in the American Association or signed uh, as free agents with, with other teams in the American Association. So it wasn't like they went by the wayside and they're out of a job now. They're, they're all playing uh, somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, look, you, you, you got to know those guys. And, and again, more specifically, George and, and the coaching staff who had been with us for a long time. And, um, and unfortunately, now they're not. You mentioned it earlier. St. Paul Saints are always known for that epic fan experience. And sure. really this year, uh, what does the team have planned uh, 
for the season and ballpark atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it, it roughly, you know, how many fans do we know at the beginning of the season are going to be allowed to go to games? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. 2,100 fans uh, will be allowed in attendance. It's it's 27%. So right now the state guidelines is, is 250 plus 25% uh, for, for uh, you know, an a venue of our capacity. Um, that, that's what it's allowed. So, 250 plus 25% is is 27% for us, and it's it's 2100 fans. So that's what's allowed as of today, uh, as you and I are talking for what will be our home opener on May 11th. Now, I don't know over the next few days that could change. Uh, it could change two weeks from now. It could change in a month from now. Uh, we don't have the answer to that, obviously. Um, so, so that's first and foremost. The experience w- will not change. There will be nothing that people are used to that will change because of what the Twins say or because of what the Saints say. The only way it's going to change this year is because of um, you know health and safety protocols. That, that's the only reason things might be a little bit different this year, uh, but that won't be the case necessarily going forward. Obviously, you know we're dealing with uh, you know a pandemic, and so. There are rules in place where we may not be able to have uh, our promotions down on the field, and that's more to protect the players than anything. So we may be doing our promotions, uh, our between innings promotions from on the concourse. Um, so you know we're working through those uh, you know regulations to make sure that we can still provide the experience we always have. It may look a little different, but that has nothing to do with the Saints. You know, and people saying, "Oh, the Saints are going to change." It has nothing to do with the Twins that have said, "Oh, you can't do this." It has everything to do with what is going on in the world right now. So, um, you know, everything that that people have come to know and love, we're going to have a pig that delivers baseballs to the umpires. We'll have a nun, uh, Sister Roz, giving massages to people, um, although probably not to begin with. Again, health and safety protocols being what they are. Um, You know, we'll we'll have all that stuff. Our our ushertainers, which are actors and actresses that create characters and interact with the fans, we'll have them out here. Um, We'll have the crazy themes that that we always do. Nothing will change. I've seen people, you know, some people say, oh, well, I'm not worried about that, but I'm worried about the players and will they sign autographs and things like that. The short answer is yes. Everything that we've done, the, the Sunday autographs where the team stays and sign autographs for everybody, yes, that will all stay in place. Not to begin with, again, that has to do with health and safety protocols. It has nothing to do with the players or the Saints changing or the Twins changing. Um, but all that stuff will be the same. Will they still go into the community? Yes. When we're able to do all that sort of stuff, the players will once again go into the community and show up to these places. Nothing will change, and I, I cannot hammer that point home uh, you know, more than I have. Again, you're listening to the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Our guest, Sean Aronson from the St. Paul Saints. Sean is the Vice President, Director of Broadcasting and Media Relations. And Sean, again, it's this is kind of a brand new ball club for you. And a lot of fans you mentioned around here, they might not have had as close of an eye on our AAA ball club for the Minnesota Twins when they're out in Rochester, but now they're in their backyard. So for those people who are going to now be paying closer attention to our AAA affiliate, uh, what kind of expectations should they have for the ball club this year? Yeah, it's it's a fair question and, and one I don't have an answer to, and I've been hesitant to, to answer this question about you know what's the team going to look like and all that. The the, the St. Paul Saints team has not officially been announced yet. I, I would obviously it's got to be announced soon because we open a week from today. Uh, but again, controlled by the Twins, they're going to decide who the players are. Uh, we've been holding the alternate site uh, workouts here at the ballpark. 
you know, 95% of those guys that are over here at the alternate site are, are going to wind up, you know, playing on opening day, May 4th in Omaha um, as the St. Saint Paul Saints. But I've been hesitant to talk about, like, oh, you can come check out this guy, you can come check out that guy. Um, and I'll give a perfect example of Alex Kirilov. Kirilov was over here at the alternate training site, right? And people said, oh, well, he's over at the alternate training site. He's probably going to start the Saints, the season with the Saints. Well, you you know the story. He's, he's been called up. He's played the last few games with the Twins, and, and congratulations to him. He collected his first official Major League Baseball hit uh, last night. The, the one in the playoffs doesn't uh, count on the overall record, but he got his first Major League hit last night. So I've been hesitant to talk about guys because, look, there are a number of guys that want to be up in the big club. They want to play, uh, you know, with with the Twins, as they should rightfully, you know, so do. And, and there may be a few guys on this roster that will be sent down to Wichita, which is the AA affiliate, um, and so I've been hesitant to, to talk about certain guys that, that could be here or couldn't be here. What I can tell you is it is going to be an incredible mix of guys that have major league experience, whether it be with the Twins or another club, and guys that are you know high-end prospects. It really is going to be an interesting mix of guys uh, on both of those fronts. And so I think that makes for a solid team uh, at the AAA level, young guys that are hungry to show I deserve to be in the major leagues and veteran guys that have been around, that have helped major league clubs uh, across the board that want to go back there again. Um, and you're going to see guys that, that over this last month have been in the major leagues with, with the Twins, uh, either because you know someone was hurt or because of COVID protocols. I mean, you look at the Twins right now, right? Max Kepler and um, Miguel Sano, uh, Kyle Garlick, you know, as you and I are talking, those three guys, for one reason or another, are not part of the big club, but but they will be, right? I mean, once, you know, they either Sano's case, uh, the hamstring gets healthy, or in Garlick uh, and Kepler's case, you know, when they clear protocols. Um, so there are guys currently filling in for them that when they're ready to go, will come down and play for us. So it really is an interesting dy- dynamic that this uh, that the Saints are going to have at least to start the year. Um, and I can't wait to, to see it. I can't wait to announce our roster. Um, and I'm not being coy either. I literally, uh, maybe an hour before you and I talked, was talking to Toby uh, Gardenhire, and I was like, hey, you have any idea of what our roster is going to be? And he's like, well, I know most of the guys that are here will probably play for us, but I don't have an exact roster right now. So even the manager of the club doesn't quite know who, who his full roster is yet. Yeah, and being in a different league now for you, Sean, you're going to be going to different places, um, yeah. playing against different teams. Uh, who are some potential rivals that we could look at for this ball club? Well, the two biggest rivals are going to be Omaha and Iowa. They're the two closest teams in, in terms of proximity. Um, and I believe it's something like 30 times that we play both uh, Iowa and Omaha this year. Um, and, and the schedule this year is a little bit different than it will be going forward. This year, we only play our own division. So we play the Midwest division. So there are seven teams in the division. We'll play six of them. Uh, Iowa and Omaha are the two closest teams, so you're going to play them the most. So if you're looking for an instant rivalry, I mean, those those are the two teams right now, the Iowa being the AAA affiliate of the Cubs and Omaha being the AAA affiliate of the Royals. Uh, so I, I would tell you that right off the bat. You're going to get to know those organizations well. And on top of that, here's the other interesting caveat for, for this year, and I believe it's going to be – uh, the case going forward in future years, every series is a six-game series. Every wow. series is Tuesday through Sunday. Monday's a universal off day in the league, so nobody plays on Mondays. 
Um, and what that does is, number one, it cuts down on the travel. So you're not in a city for like two and a half days before you have to get out of a hotel and travel somewhere somewhere else. Um, and yes, it has a little bit to do with COVID, but it also has a lot to do with uh, sort of the bargaining in the off season in in revamping the minor league system. They wanted less wear and tear on the players' bodies, and so less travel um, in playing a six-game series uh, means fresher players. Uh, I love this, by the way. As a broadcaster, I love this because you know you're only playing six days. You know you're getting an off day on the seventh day. You know it's cutting down on travel. Um, I'm sure the players love it too, but I think this is great. So you're going to have a, a team that you're playing against six straight times. So you're going to be able to build rivalries within series because, you know, if something blows up in game two, you're going to see that team four more times before the series is over. It, it adds a very interesting dynamic, uh, you know, to the to the season itself. So, uh, but overall, it's going to be Iowa and Omaha that are, are the two biggest rivals of the Saints. Yes, yeah, so definitely some exciting times for the St. Paul Saints. Again, our guest, Sean Aronson, with the St. Paul Saints. He's the Vice President, Director of Broadcasting and Media Relations. Sean, one last thing. Final yeah. pitch for anybody who hasn't been to a Saints game. This is the time to jump on. Why should they head up to St. Paul and check out a Saints game? Yeah, I'm going to give a simple answer to this, and I'm not even going to try and pitch you. If you have not been to a Saints game and you're wondering if you should go, just talk to your friends, just talk to your neighbors. Someone that you know has been to a Saints game, and the first thing out of their mouth when, when you ask them, what's it like going to Saints game, they're going to simply say, it's a lot of fun. And, and I don't need to pitch it to you. You could just ask anybody that you know. I promise you, you know someone that's been to a Saints game, and that's what they'll tell you. And, and that's, that is a good enough ringing endorsement for coming to a game right there. Sean, thanks for joining us today. Colin, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and be happy to chat with you throughout the season. Sean Aronson from the St. Saint Paul Saints. When we return, Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network will be our next guest. This is the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Do you know your risk number? At Falk Financial Services, we use the world's first risk alignment platform called Riskalyze, which mathematically pinpoints how much risk investors want, how much they currently have in their portfolio, and how much risk they need to take to reach their goals. To learn more, call 507-645-2993 or visit us at falkfinancial.com. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities offered through First Heartland Capital, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through First Heartland Consultants. Falk Financial Services is not affiliated with First Heartland Capital. Welcome back to the On Deck Sports Show. Last week, we chatted with Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. And here is part two of that conversation. We're here with Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. And Corey, for anyone listening who hasn't followed your career, maybe give us a brief rundown on how you found yourself announcing games in Minnesota today. Well, it's it's quite boring. Um, you know, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, and I was the kid that always wanted to do what I'm doing. Um, I realized at an early age, as much as I, you know, loved the Cubs and loved, you know, Brian Sandberg and, and Gary Matthews and Sean Dunstan, that my chances of, of becoming them one day uh, was not going to happen. And I learned that when I was probably about five. Uh, that's when my athletic peak was about five or six years old. So then my love shifted to who's that? Who's that? crazy guy that has those funny looking glasses that always sings in the seventh inning and i just became a big harry carey fan and that was what 
got me going on this path was that I, I wanted to do that. Uh, that sounded pretty neat to be around baseball and you can't play it, but maybe you can talk about it and make a living doing it. So that's, that's kind of was, uh, was my first glimpse of what this, what this life could be. And then I, I, you know, I got some breaks along the way and in high school I did some TV, uh, for a sports channel in Chicago and I auditioned several times and won a spot on this uh, monthly news magazine show that was focusing on high school athletics throughout the Chicagoland area. And so I was on TV in Chicago at the age of 17, uh, once a month, which is pretty neat. And then I went to a great school. I went to Syracuse University, and they have a renowned broadcasting program. And I just jumped in and wanted to do it and committed all my time to, to doing that and to working on it and networking. And then I and then I graduated, and I went to small towns. I lived in a small town in Virginia for three years, and then I uh, moved briefly back to Chicago to work uh, for a, a, a national um, radio network, Sporting News Radio. But then I got a, a better job in North Carolina, starting to do more play-by-play uh, for ACC teams, Big East teams, and I uh, was doing that for three years. And then I then I got promoted to become the voice of the UAB Blazers in Birmingham, doing football, basketball, and baseball, and and I was only there for nine months. I thought I'd be there for years. I was there nine months because, because this amazing opportunity came up at uh, WGN in Chicago to work on the Cubs broadcast, my favorite team. And I was doing the fifth inning play-by-play with one of my favorite people, Ron Sano. Uh, and I was doing pre- and post-game work for the Cubs and traveling with the team and, and doing all that. And that got me, you know, on the map to, to join the great Bob Euchre in Milwaukee for three years. And, um, I just had an amazing time laughing and learning and listening to a Hall of Famer each and every day for three great years, and he just became a dear friend. Uh, we're still very close to this day. And then the Twins job came open, and I never thought I'd get it, but I thought, why not just see what happens? Uh, I always loved coming to Minneapolis. Um, I loved coming to Target Field in 2010 as a visiting broadcaster uh, with Milwaukee. I just thought that the ballpark was just gorgeous. Um, so I thought that'd be neat to – to do that so everything kind of lined up and then when milwaukee got eliminated from the playoffs in 2011 uh six days later i got a phone call that the twins wanted to see me and wanted to meet with me and i flew up to minneapolis interviewed and then i didn't think i got the job and then a couple weeks later i was stunned when i when i got a call by from andy price who i'll always be indebted to uh for for the one that hired me uh to, to be here and and andy Gave me the opportunity, and now this is my 10th season. Hard to believe that Danny and I have been doing this for 10 years, and we have the best time. And uh, we laugh, we learn, uh, we try to inform, educate, entertain. Those three objectives each and every day. Uh, We want the team to win, but that's out of our control. But we can control the other three elements, you know, inform, entertain, and educate. And if we accomplish those three things every day, win or lose, I'm quite happy at night. And, Corey, you mentioned your time following the Cubs as a kid, but any other fond memories just falling in love with the game of baseball? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it was surreal that, you know, I, I grew up such a fan of, of, of players, and, you know, they were my heroes when I was a kid. And then at 28, I'm flying on the team plane with, you know, you know Derek Lee, one of my favorite players. I mean, Derek Lee was sitting five rows behind me on the plane. Well, there's Carlos Zambrano and Alfonso Soriano. What am I doing? Lou Pinella is sitting in on the same plane that I am. What am I doing? I don't know if I, if I was dreaming, if I won a contest or what. It was just a, it's a moment that I'll never forget. And that, that first time you get to cover a postgame, you know, celebration in Cincinnati in 2007, being in there with all the beer and the champagne and having players throw beer on my head 
again, I, I was a dream come true. I, I felt like I won the lottery, and I was only 28 years old. So I was I was incredibly fortunate, but I had the best time. Uh, that's one of my favorite moments in my career was that first you know post game celebration um, to cover the clubhouse and to be there amongst Cub players uh, is a moment I'll never forget. And lastly, Corey, I'm sure there's a lot of options to pick through, but when and where was your favorite all time play call? My favorite play call was probably July of 2015, right before the All Star break. Um, the Twins and Tigers were playing. Twins were down, I think, six to one. Uh, entering the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, the Tigers were still a, co- a competitive team, and the Twins were hovering around 500. And the Twins rallied for that win. And Brian Dozier had a walk-off home run off Joaquin Soria. And the Twins stayed in contention that season. They didn't go to the playoffs, but they stayed in contention. Uh, Brian Dozier was named an All-Star the next day uh, as a replacement in Cincinnati. Then he homered in the All-Star game days later. Uh, but that win kind of also ended the Tigers' run of dominance because they started trading away some players. Uh, so that was a signature moment in kind of how the, the, the shift of the AL Central really began uh, with the Tigers' reign ending and the Royals' reign starting. Uh, and it really happened with Dozier's swing and that amazing comeback. So, you know, July 2015, uh, the date slips my mind right now, uh, but that's a special one. And then Joe Maurer's last game uh, being here that, that September Sunday uh, the emotion involved and seeing him catch that one pitch. Uh, we're all crying up here, and Joe's become a, a great friend. And that, that, was, that was a moment that I'll never forget. One of my favorite moments of my career was being here for Joe Maurer's last game. Again, that's Corey Provis from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. We're nearing the end of the show here, but remember, folks, you can always podcast us on kymnradio.net. The Twins matchup with the Kansas City Royals is coming up. Fun fact, the Twins play six series against the Kansas City Royals this year, all of them falling on weekends. Of course, the On Deck Sports Show will be here to preview the other five games as well, as we always have our show start on Saturdays one hour before first pitch and about 30 minutes before the pregame for Minnesota Twins baseball. Again, special thanks to Corey Provis and Sean Aronson. My name is Colin Landsteiner, and this was the On Deck Sports Show, sponsored by Falk Financial Services. Stick around. The Twins are taking on the Royals next right here on KYMN.